My name is Anda Ginska, and this is Pros and Content. I'm the co-founder and CEO of Notch, a digital content intelligence platform. I'm a massive data nerd who's fallen in love with storytelling. And so on the Pros and Content podcast, we will be featuring a series of really incredible leaders who believe in storytelling and who have different perspectives on the importance, measurement, scalability, and optimization of storytelling. Today, my guest on Pros and Content is Alicia Tillman, the Chief Marketing Officer at SAP. In this role, she creates the company's strategy and accelerates brand recognition across the world. We had a wonderful talk about measuring the value of marketing and how technology truly enables change across the world. But more specifically, we talked about brand purpose and how her entire organization, SAP, is really galvanized around brand purpose. Brand purpose has to come from the top for it to work, she says. And in order for it to be genuine, it has to be about more than just marketing. It has to really seep through every single aspect of what a company does. And when it is truly integrated across the company, it achieves incredible results. It manages to not only increase brand perception, but also sell product. She talks a bit about how she managed to draw a straight line from content around purpose and putting that purposeful content out there and product sales. Here's my conversation with Alicia Tillman, CMO of SAP. Hi, I'm so excited to have you here today. And I am very excited to be here. Thank you so much for being a guest on Pros and Content. Um, I wanted to have a really awesome and genuine conversation with you about purpose, about storytelling, and what that means for SAP. And so I I thought we would start with maybe talking a little bit about what does SAP actually do, right? Because you guys do so many different things. How do you boil that down, especially when it comes to what your impact is on the world? Yeah. So um, let me start off with a couple of things. So we're a technology company, um, and we build software for companies. And um, the simplest way to, to sort of say it is we build software to help companies run their operation. So this is anything from software to help your HR professional to help them manage performance, incentive planning, goal setting, so all of the technology that helps to support that process to your financial systems, you know, to keep track of your accounting and your invoicing, travel and expense, to book your travel, to file your expense reports, to employee engagement technology to help survey customers and understand the feelings uh, about their experiences with you, to CRM software, marketing automation technology. <laughs> so many things. So uh, there really... And there's more, right? There's more. <laughs> I mean, and, and really it's any technology that any member of your C-suite needs to have to be able to run their operation. SAP most likely has technology to be able to help support you. I mean... We're technically, you know, we started out 47 years ago as an ERP um, company that helps you with all of your um, your financial and your enterprise resource planning uh, is is really what the backbone of of ERP technology is. But it's it's how do you sort of support all of those operations um, really on a single uh, technology infrastructure? That's the business that SAP is in. 
And you told me this interesting stat before we we uh, jumped on the podcast that 77% of the world's transactions are supported by SAP. Yeah, 77% of the world's transactions touch SAP software in some way. So That's crazy. When you think about all the technology that we offer to a company to help them manage their operations, and then as these companies use our technology to manage the business that they're in and they then transact with their customers, it starts to make sense as to why so much of the world's transactions are touching SAP in some way. I remember I came to Sapphire two years ago. Thank you for the invite. And um, I saw so many interesting stories of impact on stage how you were essentially empowering a number of really incredible NGOs to have an incredible impact on the world. How does that tie into who you are as a company? Um, and, and how does that relate to purpose, which I know is a topic that you're very passionate about? It's really the North Star for our company. So SAP is a 47-year-old brand. We were started by and founded by five leaders who uh, left IBM because they believed that they could create a, a new space um, to really help companies manage all of their resources and all of their planning and all of their finance and their accounting more effectively. And in addition to that, their feeling was if we could help companies run better, then they could ultimately help the world run better because the world at the end of the day is the recipient of companies' actions. And so... They created this vision 47 years ago, which is to help the world run better and improve people's lives. And when we think about how we've constructed our company around that vision, we really have been in the business for 47 years to innovate with purpose. And by that, I mean, when we create our innovation roadmap year after year, um, we think about our customers and the businesses they're in. Um, we support uh, companies across 25 different industries. And we think about what they're trying to achieve. And every company has this belief that they can change the world in some way. And so if we were to sort of really think about that in terms of the lens that we look through, our purpose is to really think about how our technology can enable the environment to run better, our economy to run better, and societal change to happen through the use of SAP technology. And you had mentioned Sapphire, which is our, our big annual conference of our customers and partners and influencers and media and partners and all over the world. And, and we bring everybody together to talk about how our technology is in fact enabling our customers to help the world become a better place. And so We've showcased a lot that are using SAP technology to improve their operations so that they can solve a lot of challenges in the world, whether it be environmental or societal or helping the economy thrive um, more effectively. We often showcase our customers that are doing that because that's our purpose and that's why we were founded and that's what we really believe technology could help to enable and to be able to showcase customers that are truly using our technology to support those challenges that we have in the world. It really shows the impact that technology and ultimately SAP can have on the world. So when you talk about purpose, I just have to ask you, how genuine is purpose at SAP? I mean, does it really come from the top? Is it something that is grassroots? Is it both? How do you make sure that 
it stays genuine, especially since, you know, a lot of the words that are so incredible today, including the word genuine, become so commoditized across, especially our industry, right? Yes. Purpose has to start from the top. Um, You know, purpose is a reflection of your vision and the place that your company has in the world. And um, if it is not something that is set by your executive team and your board, then it becomes impossible for your company to be a reflection of it. So we believe at SAP that uh, our purpose is what sets our innovation agenda, and it also sets uh, our our business strategy in terms of how we operate. Um, so as we innovate and, and we think about um, – what we want that innovation to do, looking at it through the lens of purpose, how it can help support the economy, the environment, and society, that's what our board is tasked to do. And with them believing it in that way makes it a strategic priority for the company. And in that case, I believe that purpose has to be very top-down. Um, you know, companies that struggle to find their purpose and employees, you know, will often try to, you know, bring it from Prop the it bottom up, yeah. up. And, and that, I think, can help support a company's overall culture. But if what you're essentially in the business of and whatever product or service it is that you're delivering, um, that is strategically led through the vision of your CEO and their leadership team and they have to have a common understanding as to what the company purpose is and how we're working to organize the company around that. Mm-hmm. That's where it has to start. The employees and the culture they build around that can help that vision become even more um, actionable and relatable. Yeah, even more of a reality. Yeah, more of a reality. Um, but it has to it has to start from the very top if it's going to be authentically what the company is. And mm-hmm. I can tell you, it started um, with our founders and um, Hasso Plotner, who's one of the five founders and is still the chairman of the board today at SAP. Uh, it is what he created. It's what he holds us accountable for. And I can't imagine it any other way because it's authentically SAP. So how do you think about storytelling through the lens of purpose? Uh, one of the examples is essentially showcasing your customer stories at Sapphire. But how do you make the world hear about it? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think purpose should be viewed as a new thing within the company. You know, it it should be... Something that sits on its own. We're going to create an initiative around it. Right. um, Because that becomes very difficult and it all, I mean, it becomes difficult to measure. Right. It becomes difficult to really associate, I think, the way it needs to be to what's authentically your brand. Right. In our case, um, because it is how we were founded and it was always this way in which our, our founders wanted to direct the company. Um, And most importantly, so many of our consumers today are interested in associating themselves with brands that have this higher purpose. So Mm -hmm. what we're hearing from consumers today is 
Yes, I understand on the surface the products you offer and I know what value they bring, but I'm interested in how the combination of all of that enables you to deliver something at a higher level. Something greater, yeah. Yeah, so for example, are you taking, you know, parts of your revenue or are you are you putting products towards actually helping to personally solve challenges that right. are happening in the world because of the scale that you have. And so when we think about that, it's obviously something that our consumers are interested in. And it becomes a way for us to think about how we explain the value of SAP. It's not something in itself, but when I talk about the impact of our products, I'll talk about it um, knowing that my consumers care about it. I'll say, if I'm, if I'm selling to an HR professional, as an example, I'll talk about how not only am I going to help you manage your recruiting process more effectively, the performance management process more effectively through the use of automation technology, but I can tell you one of the things that also matters to your workforce is that you're buying and sourcing products from companies that give back and have a voice and are investing in things that matter. And let me tell you the ways in which SAP is, in fact, doing, doing that. that. Yeah. Right. So you're not just a customer um, and a buyer of my technology, but you're a partner in our vision. Right. And that's a, that's a wonderful. And it's, it's. Well, you're elevating yourself and the customer in that interaction. Yeah, and it's just a. It's so much more of an authentic way to talk about the human side of selling. Yeah. Because, you know, especially in the technology space, you know, early on, you know, I'll talk, you know, decades ago, which feels like now, um, you know, you, you, you were really focused on selling the product, the performance of the product. It was speeds and feeds and bits and bytes I like to talk about. But now it's so much more about the impact of that product and not only impact on your operations, but the impact on the world. You know, if, if my employee is going to use your technology to help manage their performance, what else are they partnering with you on? Are you, are you giving, are you focused on things like removing bias from the gender, from the recruiting process to focus more on gender equality? Does your technology also help solve for that? Those are just that's the larger community that you buy into that I think is so much what uh, consumers are interested in today. You know, I was having a conversation last night with my co-founder because we're, we're kind of at the onset of thinking about how do we verbalize our purpose? I think oftentimes you know what it is internally, but it's hard to verbalize it. And we were talking about how a lot of B2B marketing and B2B sales is very much about the product and very much about an offering um, you're almost trying to hit people over the head with like, this is this is kind of the pain point it solves, right? But ultimately, we're all talking to humans. And so understanding that fundamental insight, it sounds really like, duh, right? Super obvious. But not a lot of B2B companies do it. Not a lot of B2B companies get the fact that, you know, there's there has to be an angle through which you're impacting the human. So it's interesting to hear you say that it's essentially at the core of the company to yeah. think about the purpose. And in in the B2B space, I mean, look, no matter what segment we're in, marketers have to measure the value of their activities. But in the B2B space in particular, as I as I sit in it, um, it feels even more explicit in 
the activities of marketing leading to demand. Mm -hmm. It's a very explicit need that the stakeholders in a company expect from their marketing organizations. Yes, how many leads have you generated, right? And I'll give you a great example. Um, When we started to evolve the way in which we speak to the value of SAP in the early part of last year, I had a a good amount of um, employees across SAP in our sales organization say to me, how does purpose help me sell products? Right. And on one hand, you could be a, a great cynic and be like, well, what are you talking about? Wake up. You know, people care about these things. But on the other hand, I have empathy for that. Yeah, of course. Um, because they need leads, they have sales goals, and they truly want to understand and be educated on the consumer. And so, my view, um, and you know, there's there's so much research out there that points to this as well, that people care not just about the product they're buying from you, but the larger community that they're investing in. And so, you know, you can think of so many of the great brands that exist in our world. You know, you think about you know, Starbucks as an example or Apple as an example. Some people will argue, they don't have the best products. You know, some people will say, well, I think Dunkin' Donuts offers a better cup of coffee than Starbucks does, but I'm a customer more of Starbucks because I'm part of of just such a beautiful community where they give back, they have a voice on specific issues, they they create surroundings, they have beautiful experiences um, that you might not necessarily get with other brands. And so we have to think about that. And and I think it's it's been in education, but it's also, um, I think there, there is a huge acceptance of the reality because we can relate to it as, as consumers ourselves, that we're not just buying a particular product, we're buying into an experience, we're buying into a community, because that matters to us as human beings, as you said, and, and, and creating stories that are relatable because at the end of the day, we're all humans. That has to be a priority that we're all focused on in, in terms of storytelling. So a lot of the listeners are content creators who work inside of brands. And you can think of this as a head of content, a VP of content, a chief content officer, whichever, right? Different organizations are at different levels of maturity when it comes to creating content. But a lot of times, companies start this function because they want to tell a larger story about what they do, because they want to move away from just the transactional model, right? Um, Because at the end of the day, I understand the lead, uh, you know, the lead generation piece because we're also a B2B company, but you have to be more than that because otherwise you've just become a commoditized offering, right? So, but how do you kind of bridge the gap? And when you were confronted with, you know, the sales leaders who were coming in to say, how is this going to drive my bottom line and my pipeline? What steps did you take? What strategies did you employ to justify the importance of this and maybe even educate a little bit on the patience that is needed to start seeing some of the impact of these well, content first, and stories? It first starts with um, understanding if, purpose, in fact, can be tied to business growth, Um, you know, because that's also uh, a debate that a lot of people are interested in having as well as to whether or not purpose drives growth. So let me share share with you a couple of of figures around some research related to that, Um, because the research absolutely shows that when you have purpose at the core of how you speak to the value of your offerings, 
It absolutely improves business performance. It builds customer preference. It engages employees. And it really enhances your brand value overall. And these are things that are all important drivers of overall company growth. 84% of executives believe an organization that has a shared purpose will be more successful in transformation efforts. So this is according to EY and Harvard Business Review. So essentially what that's saying is, is when you believe that you have a common purpose within an organization, your ability to transform, to drive more success out of your organization becomes more achievable. So that's the first thing. The other thing is that um, purpose drives employee satisfaction. Um, and so when you develop technology or you offer a service and it is all centered around a greater purpose that you're working um, to drive towards, 89% of employees believe that when you have that, they have greater satisfaction in the workplace. And so satisfaction breeds innovation and then ultimately gets tied to um, employee success. And then when you think about loyalty as a driver, 80% of companies said purpose helps to increase customer loyalty. And so when customers feel that they uh, are part of something bigger um, they have a greater sense of pride in what they're buying from you. And so the reality is, and, and then there's lots of studies out there that also talk about how companies perform uh, um, from a financial standpoint uh, when they have purpose at their core. They're higher performing um, as it relates to their share price and their overall financial value versus companies who don't have a strong sense of purpose and are not co committed to contributing to make the world a better place on some level. And so this is the reality of a lot of boardroom conversations at a CEO level. CEOs realize they need to have a sense of purpose. They know that it not only will create strong customer loyalty, but it also brings great customer satisfaction as well. And so the key then is often in, okay, well, then what's our purpose? And outside of the core business that we're in, how does that really relate to solving what could be defined as purpose, which is solving some of these greater challenges that we have in the world? And there are so many that, that we can attach ourselves to. It can be sort of mind-numbing at the end of the day when you think of it. And I think it's about understanding truly where that connection can exist because it has to be pretty seamless. So if you're in the business of um, helping companies run better – through the technology you have, what is helping companies run better ultimately help them to achieve? How does that ladder up to what their overall purpose is as a company? And oftentimes, you have to architect it on a case-by-case -case basis. And that's often what I talk with our sales teams about is make it unique to the customer. Understand first and foremost what are they in the business of working to do? And have they tied that to a greater purpose? And what does partnering with the SAP allow for as it relates to their ability to achieve their goals? And so that's the way to kind of think about, you have to draw the connection, just kind of throwing a purpose statement out there and not helping people connect the dots can be right. problematic. Right. So I do spend a lot well, of and, time. And it feels less genuine when you do that too. Also, it, it leaves room for interpretation that still begs the question of, I don't understand how purpose helps me with the day-to-day, -day, um, you know, selling of, of a core product set that I have. But I think it's, I wouldn't over-engineer the thinking. I would just 
think about this, the, the very easy and very authentic way in which you can talk about if I have a problem that technology is helping me to solve day by day, what does that open me up from a capacity standpoint to think about achieving at a much higher level? Because everybody has, you know, these big, hairy, audacious goals. Oftentimes, they're, they're tied to something much bigger than what our day-to-day allows for. And I think it's about having open conversations to kind of get underneath it with customers to really understand what that is. Mm-hmm. So it sounds, as I'm listening to you, like there's a parallel between this idea of bottom line must drive sales and, oh, hey, wait a minute, actually, you know, purpose actually makes us better. And eventually, maybe medium run, maybe short run, maybe long run, it will make us a more valuable company in all these different ways. And I think there's a parallel between that and this constant conversation that happens in our industry between performance or demand and brand. Mm-hmm. Right, because Absolutely. because I think there's um, there's a lot, especially I think with the D two C brands that invest a lot in you know Instagram ads, performance marketing, etc. There's a conversation around: Does every brand just need to do that? Is that what having a direct relationship with the customer mean, or do we need to invest in brand and try to build that loyalty over time through these stories of purpose? And so I'm just curious as you think about the balance between, you know, demand gen and and storytelling and brand. And you've talked a little bit about it, but what role does storytelling, content, whatever you want to call it, really play inside of the organization? And how do you get architected as a marketing team around it? Storytelling has to be at the heart of the way we um, go to market on both an awareness and on the demand generation side as well. I will tell you, Last year, when we looked to re-architect our story and really talk more about truly the purpose of our brand and what we help companies enable and unlock through SAP technology, we really positioned this as um, awareness marketing. And interestingly, one of the things that we found is over 60% of all of the demand gen activities that we pushed into the funnel came from awareness activities that we never really expected to be pu- pure DG plays. And, you know, those are the things that we... And, and the So thing do you that, think that was a lucky coincidence or do you think that the awareness activities were just that good? I think it proved out the fact that purpose matters when it comes to companies making buying decisions. Um, I think we as a team want it to begin to tell a different story of SAP. So to quickly tie that into a demand gen play was not something that we felt made sense for right. us. Because you can really draw a straight line. When you're telling a story for so long a certain way and you need to reposition then you need to really focus on the awareness play there. And so that was our And that thought. takes time usually. It takes a lot of time. And the fact that from the campaigns that we ran last year, which were so much above the line um, types of marketing on the awareness side, um, we were surprised on one hand how much it did impact and find itself into registrations and people really wanting to become uh, people who are more interested in in purchasing SAP technology. Um, but on the other hand, 
not so much surprised because that's, you know, we knew we needed to tell a different story because it is what is such a big part of buying decisions today. There was there was a study by the New York Times a, a couple of years ago, and it and and it showed that nearly ninety percent of consumers at the point of sale, when they're offered a choice between two brands to purchase from, and one brand um, gives back and uses their scale to kind of invest in in ways at a much higher level versus a brand who didn't have a clear purpose, 89% of the time consumers are picking the brands that are focused on giving back That's in so some interesting. way. Yeah, and it it just shows the the dynamic of the world that we live in today, especially the millennial population that is actively um, you know, making buying decisions, you know, everywhere, whether it be, you know, consumer or in the B2B space. Um, this really matters. It matters the the position the company has in the world and how they're using their scale to lead change around things that that matter to them. And so when we thought about that as a brand, um, we were we were very particular that this isn't about introducing a new way of operating. It's about really harnessing that narrative, putting it at the core of our marketing strategy and building from there. And so your question on, you know, the role of storytelling, it is it is at the core. It has to be at the core of how we we drive all of our marketing programs from. I love that. And I love the fact that it actually turned out to work so extremely well. Yes, we were very, very happy as well. Yeah, <laughs> obviously. Congrats on that. Thank you. We'll be right back to pros and content after this brief message. The Pros and Content Podcast is brought to you by Notch, the content intelligence platform for brands. For a demo and to learn how to best plan, measure, optimize, and benchmark your content marketing strategy, visit us at notch.com. K-N-O-T-C-H dot com. Notch. It's all you'll ever need. Um, so a couple of questions as, as we're approaching the end. Who do you look at um, in the industry as really amazing storytellers? What other brands do you do you think have done a great job of this? I think there's a lot of brands out there. Um, you know, I'll I'll call on one that is always top of mind for me because um, this is a brand that had found itself under an extreme amount of criticism. You know, given some of the evolving nature um, of society, and this is Mattel, hmm. and focused on Barbie in particular. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Barbie and Mattel in particular had been criticized because of, um, you know, the, the way the Barbie was built and right. the body proportions and, you know, how the doll looked and, um, you know, just overall, you know, a lot of the kind of physical appearance of, of Barbie was, um, you know, finding itself under tremendous fire. And, you know, sales were plummeting. Um, you know, parents were thinking twice about whether or not to purchase, you know, and, and all of us who who kind of grew up with Barbie, I mean, I did. Yeah, um, same. You know, in my parents' unfinished basement that I completely overtook, <laughs> you know, setting up all the different, you know, rooms and settings. And Barbie introduced, I want to say it's it's about three years ago, 
they introduced this campaign called Imagine the Possibilities. And to this day, when I watch this one TV spot, I I tear up every (laughs) single time. I need to go watch it now. (laughs) You have to watch it because um, talk about how they turned around this story. And it was precisely um, the, the right way in terms of how I could relate as a, you know, someone who had lots and lots of Barbie dolls and I thought about what I did, it was really about imagination. So this was a beautiful spot that showed a girl and they put her in real life kind of adult situations. You know, they put her in a classroom. It was like a college classroom and she walked in to teach the college classroom and, you know, coaching a men's soccer team. Um, and uh, playing the role of a veterinarian. And it was just so creative. And in the very end of the spot, it it comes out to a bedroom scene in which she's actually... Oh, yeah, that's cool. These are all the settings that she set she's up. She's created and it's, for Barbie. It's imagining what her life is going to be. Yeah. And I thought to myself, that's exactly the place that Barbie had in my life. And it was the first time that Barbie kind of went back to, like, why is it here? Yeah, the purpose. what do we help enable? Just as I talk about SAP as an enabler to help our customers achieve their purpose, it's not SAP is going to solve the environmental issues in the world or the economic issues we have in the world. It's no... How do we use our technology to help enable change that our customers are on the forefront of helping do? And Barbie's the same. How does Barbie help children imagine what they can become in the world? And you have these beautiful settings of doctors and lawyers and teachers. And and it's just amazing how they kind of took that and really got to the heart of their purpose. And so I just think, talk about a company who really spent the time to dig into really what what's that human representation that Barbie can help us, you know, as children think about. And it's about tapping into imagination. I, I thought it was beautiful. I would recommend you watch it immediately. I'm going to watch it. But it's <laughs> it just so interesting beautiful. that they managed to do that, especially as they it's were great. under fire. Yeah. So kudos to them. Yeah. And and it really, it sparked great conversation. Um, and, you know, three years later, maybe even being four years now that, that they introduced that. But I still go back to it every time because, I mean, brand under pressure, not being something that's representative of, you know, how we should be um, showing women today. Um, but kind of taking it away from that and it and, and saying, no, 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 that's not what we created her for, is to say this is what you need to look like and this is what the size of your body needs to be, but more what do you do when you have a Barbie doll? So they actually took it through the the way in which customers were using the doll, and that's how they showed the story of Barbie's role in the world. And I thought it was, I, I thought it was exceptional. I love that. Yeah. So it sounds like you admire another brand that essentially went back to its core, went back to its purpose, and then figured out a way to tell amazing stories about it. Yeah, and I think that that's what it's about. Um, you know, I, I at the 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 Cannes Marketing Festival uh, recently. Um, 
you know, I, I was sort of, I was talking about how to help companies find their purpose. And I talked about what I call go back to your napkin story because every founder of every company sketched out an idea of the idea they had. I still have had. the napkin. And you're, a, <laughs> you're the perfect example of this as the founder of an organization. Uh, so, many, so many times when I hear founders in my life, they said, oh, we were in a bar and we had the cocktail napkin. Yeah. And we sketched out our logo. We sketched out how things were going to work together. I and had a Kara's Cupcakes napkin. Perfect. <laughs> perfect. And so I said, find your napkin story because... That's when you really saw that's the heart and soul of your company. Those are the the most passionate days where you said, I have an idea and here's what I think it can do and here's how we're going to do it. And I always say go back to that because when you go back to your roots and forget the fact that your value prop may have expanded. You may have leadership changes. You may have grown through acquisition. And it's kind of changed the dynamics of the company a bit. Kind of strip that all back a bit and truly go back to what was the thought process in creating the company that we are today? Like, what was that all about? And I just think that, and, and especially think about it in terms of when your customers talk with you about the value they get from their partnership with you, what do they say? Because they'll most often message it in the way that helps them achieve their goals in the industries that they're in. And I just feel that that's such a perfect way to truly understand what your purpose is as well. And I think it's ha- it's hard for brands. Like you, you really have to kind of come out of your day to day, yeah, and kind of break and down. And it's hard for small brands and large brands. It's hard, and everybody complains. Well, we don't have time to really think. You yeah. know, we don't yeah. have time to like go back on right. our company's founding. We don't have the time to talk to our founders. And and to me, it's take the time. Because consumers want authentic brands that are grounded in purpose because it's what their employees expect and it's what is the key to helping you be a best-run company in today's environment. It matters. It's worth the time. Every company has a story. And, you know, I believe as a marketer, marketers can, can really take that rein in a company and say, you know what? We're going to go back to our roots. We're going to understand them. We're going to have a conversation with Anda, our founder, and really get inside her head and say, take us back to that moment where you had the thought of Notch. And, you know, tell me about that passion. What problem did you want to solve for? Where were you looking to create a void um, that existed um, in the business you're in? Every company has a story. And I think it's just up to us to find what that story is. I love with how much passion you're you're speaking. Um, I wish that the listeners could see your face and, <laughs> and see your hand movements, oh, <laughs> which, <yeah. laughs> which I've gone all over the place. But yeah. that's an amazing note to, to end on. Thank you so much for that passion passion and for everything you've shared about purpose storytelling and also for being an amazing champion for fellow women entrepreneurs oh awesome and thank you thanks for having me today that was my conversation with alicia tillman cmo of sap 
What I thought was really interesting is how much we focused on brand purpose. And for an enterprise software company to talk that much about brand purpose, I think is really fascinating. It marks a change in how our industry thinks about advertising and how it thinks about content and the creative formats that follow advertising. Um, and I think what was interesting and refreshing about what Alicia said is how important it is that purpose truly is integrated across every single function in the company for it to be genuine. Um, I also really loved her Mattel slash Barbie rebrand story um, and thought that it illustrated the purpose behind that brand super well and their ability to respond to the way the world thinks about purpose um, given all the changes and factors that come into play when you think about how to build your brand in today's world. I hope you enjoy listening to this episode. And for any feedback that you have, please email me at anda at prosandcontent.co. I would love to hear from you, especially if you'd like to nominate other speakers for us to feature. And if you want to hear more amazing content about the pros and cons of making content or being a better storyteller in today's world, please head to prosandcontent.co for more episodes. The best thing you could do for us is to rate, review, and share the series so we can grow the community and the much-needed conversation around the purpose and importance of brand storytelling. See you next time on Pros and Content.